Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I am your host, Brian Coleman, the Carefree Black Nerd himself. You can hit me up on Twitter and on TikTok at Carefree Blurred, Instagram and YouTube, Carefree Black Nerd, and uh, make sure to hit that follow button. Let me know you're out there. Let me know you're listening. Listener, can you hear me? (laughs) So today, we're actually going to get into something a little different. So instead of doing a standard researched episode of all these wonderful, phenomenal black and POC characters and whatnot, we're going to do a little fan fiction fun. So there was a tweet floating around on the Twitters and it was about glass onion about knives out and about you, you being the tweeter casting the next, the third installment of knives out. And I was like, you know what? I got some choices. Now y'all know me on this channel. I take this representation and fan fiction and extended universes definitely serious (laughs) so with this one instead of like putting a whole lot of intense thought behind it i was like you know what let me just shoot from the hip and just just throw out something so i'm actually going to give you my knives out third installment rough idea and uh, y'all let me know while I'm going through this, you know, let me know using the hashtag CBN pod. If you agree, if you disagree, if you like what I'm putting down, if you're like, no, I don't like that. I would do it this way and that way. This is really all in good fun. Um, shout out to Ivy <laughs> because when I mentioned some of this stuff earlier, I uh, went through a couple of the um, of the fan cast and he was giving me hell he was like this is terrible and i'm like bro i don't care so um we're gonna jump right into it so firstly knives out is a modern contemporary detective series and it stars none other than daniel craig mr 007 himself where he plays um blanc detective blanc and you know he goes around solving mysteries and i love that so as someone who grew up watching unsolved mysteries reading a lot of detective novels and being inundated with all this just mystery stuff hell we had (laughs) scooby-doo all this like mystery stuff i am someone who loves mysteries i love trying to figure out what's what i like putting the clues together even if i fail and i don't guess any of it or don't figure any of it out or if i figure it all out it's always fun for me like that's that's the type of guy i am so for this third installment of knives out you're going to take you on a journey so um and this one so i saw the first knives out and i enjoyed it it wasn't I'll say this about Knives Out. I don't think it is a particularly phenomenal franchise. And it sounds more shady than I intended. um, Because I have not seen the second one. It has been spoiled for me with some parts. But that was so long ago that I don't really remember 
everything. I just remember some stuff was spoiled for me. And that's important because I intentionally stayed away from the second one because of that. I was like, let me put some distance between me and the spoilers that I just saw. I will eventually get around to it. I was not in a rush. And now that this tweet popped up, I think I might want to revisit uh, watching the second one. So the first one, the reason why I say I don't think it's like extremely, you know, too over the top great. And it's not that I think it's bad, but the partly the reason why I think it isn't phenomenal is part of the reason why it's such a good franchise. So we're in the day and age with like comics and comic book movies and extended universes. And remember they tried to do the... Um, like monster extended universe that didn't happen. Like everybody is jumping on that bandwagon and everybody, and well, it's his own thing now. So I can't really say bandwagon, but the reason why I think that knives out is so good and bad at the same time is that it's very simple. It, that first movie anyways, we're operating off the first one. Y'all it was very simple and it took you on a journey. It was easy to follow and process. Even if you didn't like it, cause I, think when I first watched it there were some parts I was like I don't know about that but it never took me too far out of the movie and it felt like you were watching a tv show not in the sense that like it was so short and boring but it felt like a tv show because once everything was said and done it was like oh okay so next week we're gonna follow him here and we're gonna follow him there and on top of that everything seems to be so dark and gloomy and gritty and edgy that that movie, though was about murder, was very light in comparison to a lot of things that's on TV and in the theater. So, the other reason why I think this is so done so well is because of the cinematography and the costuming. Knives Out, the first one, was beautiful. And then it also had this realness to it where when they were in their interior shots, everything was very stylized. It, it you, I feel like the creative team got across the mood and the feel that they were going for. And it shined through with the clothing, with the ornate building, with that humongous game of Thrones uh, chair. Everybody was being interviewed on. And then when they were outside, it was just dark, not dark. Like you couldn't see, but like it felt real. So the interior shots, especially in that home, I wanted to go so far as to say they felt surreal, but they felt vibrant in a way that the outside did not. So I don't know. All in all, I, I enjoyed it. So that's why I say that even where I think it may be lacking in story and in like just catchy story, <laughs> it makes up for in all the other ways. Because again, I could see this being a series on TV and not because I just want everything to have an extended universe and to be a, this long drawn out thing, but simply because it felt like a detective show. Um, that being said, let us move on to the ideas. So in this third installment, I'm actually going to, what am I going to do? Well, I'll do my influences. So what influenced me? I told you I watched true crime. I love reading, you know, mystery books and whatnot, but also the game clue, the game and the movie. And I remember watching those, watching as a kid playing the game and clue also had their own, uh, mystery books, uh, young adult, 
or middle grade, and I I read the heck out of those too, and it probably contributed to the way in which that I consume media, my relationship to media, and even how I write my own books, because yeah, indie author here. And Clue specifically, because I love the whole Professor Plum in the study with the crowbar. Like, I, that right there, being those um, murders, those suspects, the suspect, the location, and the item stuck with me well into adult years. Like, that, you know, some stuff you imprint on as a kid and it just stays with you. Um, like a song that you might be able to recite frontwards to backwards without even putting in effort or you know a, a particular candy that takes you back to you being like six seven years old like that's what that was for me and so good things come in three and murder does as well <laughs> so those are some of my influences okay so now let's get let's get to the nitty-gritty so for this movie i propose a winter wonderland now you might be like well in the first one it was already winter and so, so, so. yeah okay shut up this is my fan cast <laughs> so i'm picturing a winter wonderland but instead of it being like the first one because the first one you know we were in the home and then we were you know buildings were on fire and a bunch of stuff going on outside the home and this one i want a locked room murder i want a locked room murder so a lock room murder or a lock room mystery is what it usually is but a lock room murder is stories that are written and told where folks are in a locked room and a lock room doesn't necessarily have to be like oh we're in a bedroom locked in it's it's a space in which no one can get in and no one can get out so it could be, um, I don't know, let's say uh, me, John from the John Effect, and Cole from Government Name all go to rob a bank. And for some reason, some wacky turn of events, we're, we get stuck in the vault. And so we can't get out. Or me and Jackie from Jackie and John Podcast and Ivy from Ivy. <laughs> get stuck in the elevator. And all of a sudden, one of us is dead or whatever we're trying to figure out how we were stuck in this elevator no one could get in no one could get out so in a locked room mystery it's uh usually always a murder and it's when you're under certain circumstances that seems feels appears to be impossible for someone to actually commit that crime there and I, just, I like that. I love those locker room murders, locker room mysteries. So that's what this is. Now, I said winter because, of course, holidays. We're in America. We love us some end of the year holidays. So it would be a Christmas or Christmas adjacent um, uh, murder mystery. So I want my cast, which I'll get to in a second. They're all going up to a cabin outside Colorado. Um, close enough that you can get to the city to get supplies, but like far enough away that you're inside the mountains and you're kind of dealing with the elements. And so a group of folks go up there to have a nice little holiday getaway. Um, I, I don't know, holiday, whatever, Christmas. Now, what makes this so messed up is that 
though you're close enough to get to uh, Colorado, to get to the city, to get inside, to, to get help if something goes awry, we are hit with none other than a terrible snowstorm. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so once everyone gets in and gets settled and start conversing and having a good time and fellowshipping, and all of a sudden we got 12 feet of snow. So we just, the cars is covered in snow. We ain't got no shovels. All we got is the food that we brought in here and, and all these bodies. Now, it's a, now, my cast is a lot of people. It's a whole hell of a lot of people. And I ain't put a whole lot of thought into this, so we going to figure it out. So we um, we in the cabin. We in Colorado. We in the mountains. We in the snow. And nobody could get in and get out. Let's get to this cast. So, of course, we got... Detective Blanc, Daniel Craig. But I also have Trevante Rhodes. You would know him from Moonlight. I got Megan the Stallion, which, of course, you know who she is. Jill Marie Jones of Girlfriend fame. Mark Taylor from 17 again. Now, you'll notice that with my list. Not done yet. There's a bit of a mix. I'm going a little method to my madness. We'll get back to that. We also have Tamara Mari. From Sister Sister and also 17 again and a whole bunch of other stuff. Then we have Cat Williams, <laughs> which again, you have to know him. But we got him from Atlanta. We got him from his stand up. We got him from him being him. Then we got B.D. Wong of Law and Order SVU fame. I think he was in Law and Order Proper and maybe Criminal Intent. I don't recall. But if you are a Law and Order Stan fan, let me know. But I, I think he was in more than SVU. Actually, I think he was in there. Whatever. Let me know, y'all. Hashtag CBN pop. Then we have Tashina Arnold of Martin and Everybody Hates Chris fame. We have Anna Diop of Titans and the Book of Clarence. We have Candace Bergen of Murphy Brown fame. Those of you folks of a certain age, y'all already know. Murphy Brown was that girl, that that studly young woman. We we love us some Murphy Brown in those shoulder pads. <laughs> then I have Mark Curry, hanging with Mr. Cooper fame. Amber Riley, duh, glee, but duh, she is a phenomenal songstress, recording artist, and actress, and all that good stuff. I also have Missy Elliott, and none other than Amaya Scott. So, um, I pictured this as this, this blended family. Now this isn't like diversity for diversity's sake. I feel like in this day and age and probably in the past as well, we have this push for diversity. Sure. And it is needed, but I think people fail to realize that a lot of that already exists in our communities and it's not always um, expressed the same way. And so, though this is a, you know, mainly black cast, because, you know, of course, there is some some sprinkle, sprinkle all up in there. <laughs> and I like this for a couple reasons. So, one, my first five picks were Trevante, Megan, Jim Marie Jones, Mark Taylor, and Tamira Maori. Now, the reason why was at random. I was like, okay, I'm someone who is very hyper-focused on a lot of this continuity, a lot of this, where does this make sense, a lot of extended universes and, and franchises and all that. Why not just throw some names at a board? 
see who comes to mind. And instead of being so strategic, like, well, I could get Jim Marie Jones from Girlfriends, but also Yvonne Orgy from Insecure because they favor each other and they would be. No, I didn't want to do all of that. I didn't want to get into the whole planning of it all. I said, let me pick the most random names that pop up in my head. There was truly no consideration here. It wasn't anything thought out um, past simply who comes to mind. So after picking those five, I said, you know what? I'm going to just go and get and amp this up even more. So I did like the idea of Mark Taylor from 17 again, because I have not seen him in anything since then. And, you know, I'm all about representation here and I'm all about folks getting their money. So I would love for him to get one of them checks. Now, if he's been in other things that I'm just not aware of, please feel free to let me know. But he was a like a, a heartthrob people. Um, 17 again. The folks in the right age group to watch that movie, he was he was part of that draw. Yes, sister, sister was Tia and Tamira and even Taj. But like that man is still fine to this day. So, yeah, get that man in front of this camera. Um, also, Megan Thee Stallion. Honestly, it was I think my my way of thinking had to do with um, Janelle Monet having been in the second installment and i like the idea of megan being in uh, movies like doing acting i don't know if that's something that she aspires to do but with her being a nerdy anime girl and being a now this isn't a debate about her skills and if you like her head i don't care about none of that but just looking at her presentation like she recently released his that um that single and the visuals oh Definitely were very surreal, very cerebral. Um, I posted a video about it. I'll put it in the in the in the show notes. But she, um, the visuals, the still images. By the time I made the video, I had only seen the the screen grabs. But after I posted the video, the actual clip, I think it's like a minute of the video came out, and I was like, this woman's mind. Like it's so interesting to see someone who is just as nerdy as you even if it's in a whole nother arena because i'm not a diehard anime guy she loves it and she likes horror and stuff like that but you can see it reflected in her artwork and so i'd like to see what does a murder mystery with megan look like where she's you know maybe instructed to play a different character like how do you what do you pull from um, do you give us a Tina Snow? Do you come up with some other characters? Do you even pull from some of your own experience? I would like to see that. With Travante, it was like, well, duh, he's a good actor. And I don't know. I have, I'm, I'm, how do I say this? Uh, I, the things I've seen him in, I've enjoyed him. I, I just, I'd, I'd want to see what his take could be. And a lot of these folks, to be quite honest, I want to see them play someone drastically different. Like seeing him in all of the roles that he's been in, I would see, I would like to see, okay, what is a very meek and quiet and softer, not softer like in sexuality, but like softer in like presentation. What does that look like? Um, even with his body type, are you this nerdy pushover? Are you this insecure character? And how, how would you relay that with Jill Marie Jones? I just want to see her and more stuff. That is a beautiful woman. I've always liked her. Even if I didn't like Tony Childs, <laughs> I've always liked her. So I would love to see 
how her script could be flipped as well. She did a movie, and I can't remember. And um, if you guys do remember, let me know where she was. What year was it? Mm, this movie has escaped me. The details have escaped me to the degree that it's just ridiculous. It's like I've never seen it before because I can only remember the scenes of her. She was with this white woman who I think had two kids and she, the the woman's husband either left or she left her husband and Jim Marie Jones came in. I can't remember if it was as a friend at first and then they developed this romantic thing, but essentially she was their stepmama and her and the kids was kind of going back and forth for a bit. Then they got in the car and they left somewhere, but it felt like almost like a 1960s, early seventies. I don't know, but I'll look it up and see, but I don't know. I, I might forget. So y'all let me know. <laughs> <laughs> if you know the show I'm talking about, and I bring it up because I would like to see maybe does she play someone a little bit more um, tough and rough than what we've seen at um, uh, in Girlfriends because that particular character, there was not like, she wasn't devoid of femininity at all. Um, they, that's just a character. She was more plain. That's what it is. She was more plain than she had been as Tony Childs, and I'd like to see what does that look like. Take that a step further. Um, what else? So, Cat Williams. Now, even if you don't believe me, I did not bring Cat Williams into this conversation because of his interview uh, earlier this year. That wasn't the case. I truly like Cat Williams as an actor. I like the way he um, delivers his lines. I think an argument can be made that he maybe plays the same or a similar person in a lot of his projects and that could very well be but it's still entertaining and i would like to see it and he's he's charismatic he's charming um even in that interview that he did earlier this year i felt like he um he, he was still him i never felt like he was putting on so i would like to see him in this movie and he could very well still play himself but i would like to see them push the envelope what if he is this hardcore ex-con or pull in the alligator man of it <laughs> or see him even a little quieter more meek or just have him i don't know just i don't know mean as hell just mean or speak with an accent or something like push push this man to a to a different um space that we haven't seen him in that's the whole point uh who else bd wong now that's and actor i will watch whatever this man is in he can play a encyclopedia britannica and i will watch it because that man can act and i i don't really know what to do with him because he is so great at everything um i'd say i'll do whatever do whatever make him just do whatever i just want to see him and with the way that the knives out franchise is handled again going back to like cinematography go back to wardrobe the way it's shot um makeup just the aesthetic of it i think he would look so good put him in one of them colorful suits even if he's just wearing a jogger pants and a hoodie he's gonna deliver and i want to see that we have tashina arnold and now this is a random one as well but I think that her acting is phenomenal. She has she has great comedic timing. Her facial expressions are 
simply amazing and what i like about her because she was a very random pick but once i got everyone down on paper i was like her vocal ability is freaking outstanding now i haven't heard her sing lately i want to say what awards was that there was some awards i don't know whatever but her vocal ability hearing her sing and having her in there with missy and with megan like doing some audience nod where they all end up singing together even if it's just oh let's go caroling <laughs> and they're singing some little shop of horror shit or something like i would love to see that so and she has a very long career and one of the um one of the faces that i feel like we see a lot of in like the everyone hates chris you know that's syndicated that's on every cable station and of course martin and i would like to see her attached to something else in these maybe later more seasoned years because martin is iconic and then also everybody hates chris is as well like to see i don't know i would just like to see her attached to something that would um stand the test of syndicated time <laughs> so also Anna Diop, I loved her in Titans, but this woman in the book of Clarence, I don't know if it's just because she's beautiful. I know she's a good actress. She is. She did a very good job, but like, I, I, I could not take my eyes off of her uh, the whole movie. I was like, God, damn, like what? Why is she not in here more? But I think that she, um, she's very good at what she does, but I would like to see her just maybe manic and over the top maybe some i don't know waspy i don't know connecticut girl or some like just over the top nerdy obsessive or just something i would like to see her push in the direction that she hasn't um portrayed in you know on screen then we have Candace Bergen. I just like Murphy Brown. That's it. Like, I was a kid watching Murphy Brown. Like, that was part of my entertainment. So there's no rhyme or reason. I don't even know if Candace is a... I don't know what her recent history has been like. I I, I am afraid to look into it just in case there's something problematic. But I'm throwing her in because, like, I want her in those big old long blazers that went from the bottom of your ears to the top of your knees with them pointy shoulders that look like Spy versus Spy on uh, Mad TV or something. I just want to see her. I just want to see her. I want her character to be named Brown, and I want her last name to be Murphy. I want to flip it. I, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark Curry, Mark Curry, I would like to see him in more things. There's a lot of people who from back in the day when I was a kid growing up that I would like to see and stuff now looking at Jefferson Pierce and seeing him as Black Lightning when my core memories of him were of him in Living Single. It's like, why aren't we seeing more of these folks? Why aren't we seeing them doing these things? Now, of course, if they don't want to, they don't want to. But I would like to see Mark Curry in a in a murder mystery. What are you going to bring to the table? What do you What do you have that maybe you've been sitting on for quite some time? What other skills you got for us? Um, Amber Riley, because duh, like clearly. And I would actually not want her to sing because. <laughs> She is the powerhouse songstress. I would I would love to have a running gag where she 
keeps getting right to the second before she would sing and gets interrupted or something else happens. Like there's this huge big number and you think she's about to belt out this, I don't know, holiday love fantasy song. But then like somebody bumps into her or like something very childish like, all of this snow rushes down and distracts everyone or just something silly like because she is such a powerhouse songstress and then also have her like sing the title track like whatever whatever song is signature to that third movie have her voice be the one singing it but in the movie she doesn't sing at all and then we have missy elliott because of course of course why the heck not just why not? I would love to see Missy in one of these murder mysteries. And lastly, Maya Scott. Maya Scott, I've been um, a fan of hers uh, for some time. Uh, she is a beautiful young woman, and I enjoyed her playing Cotton. And I would just like to see her in something. Something like this, because I don't think I've seen her. She has that ballroom background, uh, which really, I guess, doesn't really... Well, it, I guess it does matter, because it is a lot that goes into it. I would like to see um what was she what she would do with a role like this and honestly i would like to see her be the killer i'd like to see her be the killer i would like now if she's working in cahoots with somebody else i don't know maybe amber they both didn't knock everybody down but i would like to see her because i think she has this very sweet face and i bring up her face for for one reason in particular uh, let's put a pin in that. When this, I'm going to give you spoilers for Scream Six, whichever the last one was. So there's things that people do with casting that kind of shape your feelings about a project. So if you were to cast somebody as, let's say, the the sweet housewife, you would who's like Margot Robbie. She would be oh at the sweet Margot Robbie and let's say you have the evil angry stepdad Clifton Powell because <laughs> clearly Clifton Powell as he has that role on lock and so there's certain ideals that come along with the casting of a particular person so if anything when you see Clifton Powell because when I saw him in uh, Black Lightning I didn't trust him at all he was the pastor. I didn't trust him not one bit just because of who was casted as him. And they did the same thing in Scream where the one of the, I'll just say one of the killers. One of the killers was someone who, um, someone who you, because of their previous projects, maybe because they were in Scream, you would think, oh, they may be the killer, but you're, that's not your first thought because of that person's roles that they've had before um fuck it spoil it it was you know homeboy from the uh the boys so in my mind amaya is such a beautiful girl or woman with a sweet innocent face and like has a reputation for being a kind person so when you're looking at this movie with this full cast, I feel like she would not be the first person on your mind as the murderer. And I would love that. I would love for her to be just this sweet, innocent, over the top, almost like, I don't know. Um, 
Glinda the Good Witch type of like, oh, you're such a nice person. Thank you for carrying my bags. Here's a $50 tip to the bailman or whatever. Like just this sweet person. And then it turns out that she's been the one killing everybody this whole time. Like what are the reasons? I don't know. We'll come up with that. But that is my uh, my cast. And so for a title, I have um, Kill Me at the mistletoe instead of like kiss me at the mistletoe so maybe she and trevante and uh anna have like a, a love triangle that anna and trevante are not aware of and amaya's using the two of them to get rid of everyone else and maybe these are like like i said the blended family where let's just get back the money it's money Somebody is in a wheel or somebody has some money and she know how to get to it. Or maybe she has an insurance policy on everybody and she's using the snow as a way to cover the murder of all. I don't know, whatever. I don't care. I just want it to happen. (laughs) That is my holiday murder mystery. Knives out three. Kill me at the mistletoe or I don't know. Red red snow because what is it knives out and then um what was it? knives out glass onion um knives yeah, whatever i don't know whatever y'all get what i'm saying so i don't know what do you think what is what is your what are your thoughts on my casting on my setting on my story um is this something that you would like to see was i convincing with my casting even though now again the casting is extremely random i didn't sit down and put any thought into these folks it was like the people who first came to mind but i found a little bit of a theme i got my footing there towards the end but you guys let me know what are your thoughts and then who would you cast in the third knives out so let's just say i don't have a let's let's say five people or one. Hell, I don't care. Just tell me whatever. <laughs> but use that hashtag CBN pod and I am carefree blurred on Twitter. And then hit me up like, look, I want such as I want Michael Jordan. <laughs> I want uh Bella Hadid. I want Dua Lipa. I want uh uh I don't know, Janet Mock, and I want uh uh Marseille Martin. Like give just give me a couple folks who you would have um as your knives out third installment people whatever and then um i don't check out the uh next episode and the last ones and if you haven't already please 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 listen to or and or watch the visuals for the american fiction review for me being someone who has I've been writing books for pretty much all my life. That movie really hit home for me. So, yeah, go ahead and do that. So, well, that's my time, y'all. And I hope you, that you've been, been me. I know what you're talking about. Got me tripping on my own feet. You got me something. <laughs> Thank y'all so much for listening. Uh, hit me up on Twitter and on TikTok at Carefree Blurred. Hit me up on IG and YouTube at Carefree Black Nerd. Check out the videos, the videos, the vlogs, the movie vlogs, and the podcast. And uh, let me know. Use hashtag CBN Pod if there's something you want to get off your chest, some thoughts, comments, concerns you have about my episode. And until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. That you've been tripping me. I know what you're looking at. Girl, me tripping on me.
All right, John. <laughs>